You are listening to Destiny Pizzas. Today is Wednesday, April 10th, 2019, week 285. Andrew Patel. I'm Mike Stasco. This is Destiny Pizza. It's time for some We Viewed Reviewed. You ready, Mike? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's get into it. You viewed? Yes, I viewed two Philadelphia area superhero movies this weekend. What a weird coincidence. Very weird. Um, one was called Shazam! I, I was trying to think what movie in the DC, what number it is, but who cares? I've lost count at this point. But it's in the DC universe. Yeah. It's in the extended universe. But yeah, it's about Billy Batson. He's a kid. Mm-hmm. He's like an orphan. He comes given powers. Isn't that a weird trope? What? About DC? Uh, They're uh, all orphans. orphans. A lot of them are orphans. A lot of them are orphans. Yeah, Batman, Superman. Superman. Wonder Woman, kind of. Wonder Woman, kind of. Flash's dad, mom kills his dad, and his dad's in prison. (laughs) His dad kills his mom. Yeah, but he doesn't really. Yeah. Yeah, his his dad kills his mom, he's in prison. Um, Be hard to be in prison if you're dead. No. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that is kind of weird. But, yeah. Aquaman, it's like, kind of. Yeah, Aquaman. He grows up in a splintered house. Yeah, it's you never have a. Well, to norm- be fair, like Spider Man does too, and yeah, Spider Man does too. But like, I think Steve Rogers. Well, he becomes an orphan, I guess, because his parents die. I think they're dead by the time World War Two. Like, I think they died. Yeah. And then Iron Man, his parents die, but like as in, in the movies, at least as an older man, like he's, he's like, like in his twenties. He's at like least. in his twenties. But who knows about Black Widow's parents? Thor, Thor's parents are alive until they died, but like. He was already Thor when they were still alive. Yeah, so. like he got a couple hundred years. He <laughs> makes up for it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think DC's more about that tragic origin, back, back tragic origin backstory to create them. Um, but yeah, Shazam, pretty fun movie. Good old times. I feel like simple story. There's Maybe. a post credit scene. There's a post credit scene. There are two, two of them. I read some spoilers on this movie. Oh, did you this morning? Did you? Um. I feel like like there are some surprises, but some of the stuff I kind of like knew about. Like they, some of the stuff kind of leaked. Yeah, I was like, oh, I knew some of this, even though like they didn't market it at all. But um, yeah, it was kind. Yeah, it was definitely like a family movie, a kids movie. But there are also like some scenes that were like super dark, or, like yeah, I they're heard dark parts, like- and it was weird because it's like this is like it's out of a regular. Like I feel like this. Oh, this could be in like a Zack Snyder. Yeah, like movie. I heard there's certain scenes that made it feel as though there could be an R-rated cut of this movie. Yeah, I don't think there is. But yeah, there's definitely some scenes where you're like, whoa. Like, they went farther in some parts than, like, Venom went, which is crazy to think. So I should not take my niece to this movie? I don't know, because it's only, like, a few parts, but they're, they are, like, dark parts. But most of the movie, like, any part with Shazam, like, it's the it's all the villain part. Mm-hmm. It's all Mark Strong. His whole storyline is like, this is creepy, this is dark. Um, But, mo- like, like I don't know, like how to judge, because it's hard. Because like I would say, mostly it's fine, but like there's just some parts where like that, like there's a pretty much a whole, at least one full scene that's kind of like, whoa, that's dark. But um, darker but mo- than Maleficent, and that's pretty dark at that part. Oh. But like I don't know, I feel like it's like that's my barometer. Yeah, 
Maleficent. It's it's pretty up there. It's pretty oh, up so there. Cool. I would say like, because when you think back on the movie, you're like, oh yeah, that was a lot of fun, and there's like. Zachary Levi is funny, and it's mm-hmm. just like a good family romp. And then there's just like some parts where the the Mark Strong villain, where he's just like doing dark stuff, and like, whoa, man, this is it's like out of a different movie it's almost. Okay, yeah, it's like okay, that's that's like I get your motivation, I get what's happening, but whoa, pretty pretty evil guy right there. Um, yeah, but very much steeped in like the de- like the world. You're aware of the world you're in but it's like it's still focused on itself. So I thought like story-wise it was pretty pretty good. But I do feel like it was like that's the weird thing there are those dark parts but the movie seems to be skewed younger like younger. Mm-hmm. That's why it's weird cuz it's like those are those dark scenes, but mostly the movie I would say like I'm trying to compare it to like I kind of almost compare it to like a Pixar like if you're saying a Pixar movie versus like a secret lights of like illumination movie, which mm-hmm. is like a good illumination movie, like Despicable Me or something. Where like these both are good, but, but one doesn't but one have seems... the darker. Like Pixar has the darker tones in it sometimes. Yeah. So I'm, but I'm saying like it's more like the illumination, even though there are those darker parts. But most of the story is like the younger. I think geared younger. So it's a weird combination. That's a very weird combination. Who's the director of this movie? Uh. Like David F. Sandberg or something? I forgot what he did before. Check this. He beat up Andy Sandberg. (laughs) He's this older brother. (laughs) He picked on him. Uh, Let's see. Find him. He made horror movies. He made Annabelle Creation. Yeah, I guess so. That that's where that's where that part of Shazam is the seventh installment in the DCEU. Seventh. Okay. I think that's where that that's where that darker stuff comes in is like that horror influence because it's definitely in there. Oh, he also did Lights Out, which okay. I did see. And they're really going after these like horror directors, like uh, like James Wan and stuff. Yeah, because they know how to make a good movie on a budget. Yeah, that's true. That's good reasoning. Um, so yeah, overall pretty fun. I thought it was kind of mostly predictable in a sense. It like it felt. Kind of felt like an old school superhero movie. You're like, oh, I get this. Like, nothing really that inventive or new to it, but just like a solid movie storytelling. It wasn't like, but it was like pretty solid throughout and it felt pr- pretty evenly paced. Whereas like Aquaman, I feel like it's kind of all over the place. But I think this movie like continuously felt like, oh, okay, this is good, pa-, like continually good story throughout. And it, but, but it didn't like change, it didn't like rock the bar, or, like exceed the bar or anything for me. I was just like, Oh, that's a decent. That's kind of what I expected. Yeah, I heard it's doing all right. Yeah, I think it's doing okay. It's getting really good reviews, which I'm kind of surprised it's getting that great reviews. But I can't tell if because people really love the movie. Because I, I, I think it's okay. It's fine. I just didn't like love it. But people are like giving it really good re- reviews. But I don't know if it's because the bar is kind of low for DC right now, where they're like, oh, that like compared to other movies, yeah, it's really good. But, yeah, like, people were saying like in an ideal world they would have released it after. Um, Endgame, because they're like too many people are still going to Captain Marvel. No, I think this is the perfect. And it doesn't time. have legs. Probably not, but like Endgame's gonna be going for a while. Yeah, and then that's why. The, and then Far From Home's gonna come out. Yeah. So I think now is the time actually 
to release it unless you wanted to wait even longer, which I don't think you do. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I kind of disagree with that, but I just I, I think it is making money. Like I don't I don't no, think but they're disappointed. It's not making money. Oh really? Okay. The marketing was kind of weird for this movie. I felt like it made fifty six point eight million in the United States and Canada, and one hundred and two in other territories. What for was the budget gross, though? One hundred million. Okay, it's already made money then, right? Well, kind of, because you're supposed to do like production budget times two. Okay, so two hundred million. What are they at? One one fifty eight. One fifty eight. Yeah, so it's doing okay, but in a world where like Aquaman did buku bucks. Yeah, that's true. That's true. When you think about it's that, it's like a failure. It's a failure in those eyes. Well, Aquaman made like spent like two hundred million, didn't they? Yeah. Or, like they spent a lot more money. Yeah, but that first it made a billion dollars, right, worldwide. Yeah. Now, because Am's gonna hit that. Oh no, no way, no way. But I think the butt like it's half the budget, less risk, and they and they they. They advertise Aquaman like crazy, but like, also, like also visually, there's way more interesting stuff in Aquaman. Yeah. So far, Aquaman almost made a billion dollars more. Yeah, but that's 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 the kind of thing I think that will hurt this movie is that there's nothing that new in it. Mm-hmm. It's like it is like you've seen this stuff. Like the new is kind of the story. Well, also because this sense. is more of an origin story, right? Yeah, it's like an, it's definitely an origin story, and it's like interesting. That like, just doesn't work nowadays. Yeah, because even Aqu- Aquaman, like most, like. They give you flashbacks of his origin of sort, but he's kind of like Aquaman in it. So, like, I know he's not the king, but he's that's kind of not really an origin story. No, for Aquaman. Yeah, like we all. Yeah, he's already like Aquaman when the movie started. Yeah. Well, he's born when the movie starts. Yeah, and he knows he's Aquaman. Yeah. You see the sharks at the aquarium. That's all well and good. But... Yeah. But I thought. I mean, I I like Shazam's origin. I think it's cool. And I like I like what they did in this movie. I just think also like Aquaman, we hadn't seen any of that underwater. Like it's visually yeah. this is like there's nothing new to it. Like you're not seeing anything new in my opinion. I think it's kind of like you're seeing oh these are the same superhero tropes you've seen. Like the That's character's what, different, but it's the same like like hoops people are jumping through. Yeah, and I heard that hurt it in the aspect that I guess it's like self aware. Like it. Yeah, like you're in. The, it's kind of like what Spider-Man Homecoming kind of does, where mm-hmm. you're like referencing the heroes and doing the stuff, and like, okay, that works. But we've kind of already seen that too. Yeah, you're not. So, bring, you're, and I guess that doesn't do well internationally. That's what people are. Oh, okay. That's why it's not doing. You're not well taking it like as, I guess, serious. Kind well, of also, maybe? I think superhero movies have a longer history here than they do elsewhere. Yeah, because so, maybe they maybe they don't know the tropes as well or something. Yeah. But. Yeah, like it's it's a fine movie to enjoy. I just don't think yeah, it doesn't change the game. It's not like like movies like Ant Man or something. Like visually, it's interesting. Doctor Strange visually interesting. Captain Marvel even like visually, visually inter- interesting. Interesting and that works. Yeah, but like Shazam, like there's nothing. He's just got Superman. Like he's got Superman powers. It's almost like um, what is it? What's that old TV show? Um, Greatest American Hero. Yeah. Where he's like trying to figure out his superpowers. Yeah. Is there a lot of that in this movie? Yeah, there's a lot of that. Um But I, I like I like if this movie can make money, I'd be like you got potential there, I feel like. And it's it's fun watching like it it's fun watching it. Um But yeah, there's a, lo- a lot that you wish they would like take risks some places. Or like do something crazy or have like a sequence where it's like 
something. But mm-hmm. I kind of just felt it did feel like I know what I know they got what they were going for, but I would like some more personally. So I'd probably give it like a six out of eight. Okay. What'd you see? I watched uh, Unicorn Store. Mm. Brie Larson's. Brie Larson's directorial debut. And um, it was kind of weird because it was like kind of mm-hmm. artsy. Yeah. And then I just couldn't. Was it like a click? No, because no? this one struggles okay. with That's her. That's what the trailer seemed yeah. like. This one struggles more with her not knowing what to do with her life, as in, like, mm-hmm. she. The movie starts out with her being in art school, and then she, like, pretty much fails out mm-hmm. for not being. Not that she's not a good artist, but, like, she doesn't conform to the requirements of art school, which is always a problem I always wondered about. Yeah. And then, um,. She moves back home with her parents, gets a job with a temp agency in some PR, like, firm. Mm-hmm. And this dude, like, her the vice president's really weird. And I was like, I couldn't tell. I was like, is this guy, like, is this sexual harassment or is this guy just, like, weird? Yeah. And then she meets up with it. Then she gets, like, the invite to go to the store, like, quote-unquote, the store, which is run by Sam Jackson. Mm-hmm. And, like, the whole time I'm watching the movie, I'm like, wait, I don't... Is this, like... <laughs> is this really happening? Or is Yeah, it, like... Does it seem like... like hate Because you? she's trying to, like... There's a scene, eventually, where the guy's like, you got scammed. Like, he's <laughs> scamming you. Like, uh, yeah. this dude who's helping her build this unicorn house. He's like... Yeah, he's scamming you like it's, you're getting conned mm-hmm. and you're like wait like is she getting conned like how grounded in reality is this <laughs> yeah so it's like a really weird I don't know I feel like I need to watch the movie again mm-hmm. like it was just so weird but I liked it because it was kind of like artsy mm-hmm. and I'm like I wonder because there's like they show you this home videos in the beginning of the movie and it looks like Brie Larson and I'm like was this Brie Larson's like home videos? Like, is this movie based on Brie Larson's life? Does she really love unicorns this much? <laughs> so, <laughs> I need to make a movie about I this. I need to figure this out. Like, this is this is my a, process. It's a puzzle, man. <laughs> so then, because then she seems kind of like out of it a lot, mm-hmm. and I'm like, and I think she's supposed to be 29 in the movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm like. No one's like that. It's out of it. <laughs> it's kind of like a. Do you remember? You watched Drive, right? No, I still haven't seen okay. Drive. That's Drive, Ryan Gosling, right? Ryan Gosling's kind of out, weird. Oh yeah, yeah. You've, and I'm you like, talk about Drive a lot. For yeah, some I'm like, is he? Does he have like Aspergers or something? Like, is there some sort of development disorder that he had? Because he like, and people are like, no, like that's just his character. And I'm like, I think Ryan Gosling might have this weird problem, dude. Like, he's really weird in this movie. I think you think these actors are just really good actors and they're playing somebody and you're like, are there something wrong with these people? I can't tell. Yeah, like, I don't know if this actor is being quote unquote natural and they mm-hmm. think that's how everyone acts <laughs> or if that's the actor is being themselves and they're all <laughs> like this or that's the, that or means if the character good. is supposed to be like that. <laughs> I just don't understand because then there's some scenes. I don't know. I feel like 
Samuel L. Jackson must have been doing her a favor by being in this movie. Because mm-hmm. there's like other people in this movie. I mean, um, Joan Cusack, she's great in this movie. The dad is great in this movie. There's this Indian guy who's in the movie. And then it's just, I don't know. And I'm like, where does this movie take place? Because like some parts seem like it takes place in LA, but they work, like her parents work at this like camp for kids who's like have had bad things happen in their life. Mm-hmm. It was just really strange. I don't know. It was a weird movie. Hmm. I dig it. How long is the movie? Uh, hour 40. Okay. Hmm. Hour 32. Okay. Yeah, I'm wondering. It has 55% on Rotten Tomatoes. Hmm. 5.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Let's see what the audience score. 36%. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Because I kind of get it. Mm-hmm. Like, I get... Like, the movies... The whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, what is the symbolism for this movie? Is mm-hmm. it saying, like, sometimes you have two choices in life? You have the choice of doing the mundane job. But sometimes you have to do these things... Like, I think, especially for, like, creative people, like, I would say I'm a pretty creative, quote-unquote, creative person. Mm-hmm. So, like, sometimes in life, you have to do, like, the soul-sucking job that is just, like, a nine-to-five cubicle job. And then you have to do these extraordinary things, what feel like extraordinary things for, like, in this case, she has to get the unicorn, so she has to go through all these steps before she can physically even see the unicorn. She doesn't even know if a unicorn exists. Mm-hmm. She's like, it's so hard to believe that a unicorn exists. I don't believe you. I want to see the unicorn. And I get it. You have to sometimes you have to do these things in order to get that unicorn. You have it's like almost like a you have to have like a blind faith, right? You have to do these things in blind faith that hoping one day you will become successful as an artist. Mm-hmm. And then the movie doesn't go that way with that. <laughs> so I was like, with oh, that surely premise, that yeah. symbolism, that's what they mean, right? Like that's what the symbolism means. She's like, do I work on the promotion work on getting the promotion at the job or do i focus on hopefully getting what i always wanted as a child which was a unicorn and Mm -hmm. they're telling me that unicorns are real and i will be able to get one no and it's like really strange i don't know because then the ending happens, and I'm like, what the fuck just, what the <laughs> fuck did I just watch? Like, yeah. <laughs> Which I guess makes sense. Because then around you, people are going to be like, no, unicorns aren't real. And you're like, no, I need to do this. But it just seems so weird to me that no one was supportive of her. Like, in if I'm going with my symbolism that, like, this is about yeah, pursuing art. But arts, if you're going in reality, which just seems like. Most of the characters were, you're like, you're crazy. Yeah, that's what they were saying. Yeah. But I feel like even, but if you weren't, if you were to go to the reality of it, which was like the art, pursuing your arts, I feel like people would be more supportive. Yeah, but a lot of people aren't still. They're like, you're crazy. They yeah, even you're say that. For, you're yeah, you're going to be an actor? Just go do the safe route. A lot yeah, of people, maybe I'm taking- A lot like, of people say that. Yeah. It'll be supportive people, obviously. But like, yeah. But in this movie, she experienced no support. Of people. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I shouldn't say no support. Of people. 
must not have the right people in her life in the movie. <laughs> yeah, but her parents seem so great. Yeah. Yeah, but a lot of people's parents are great, but then they're like, don't pursue that. That's stupid. Yeah, that's true. Like, that's real life. I'm sure there's a lot of people. Like, they were so proud of her when, like, she quote-unquote grew up. I guess, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think it's more realistic than you think. Yeah. Not for everybody, but for definitely people, I think. Like, he got a good thing going. Just grind it out. Just grind out. (laughs) That's what I did. That's what everyone I know does. We're glad you got that out of your system. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I gave it a six, but. I want to rewatch okay. this movie. Seems Maybe interesting, I'll... at least thought provoking. Yeah, and then like some of it, like the scenes where she's in the unicorn store, it's like so colorful. Mm-hmm. And then like the scenes when she's at her job are like so like monotoned and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Because hmm. then sometimes I'm like, when you watch the movie, you're like, just they don't want her. They want her to like suppress this. Hmm part of her i'm like interesting like she does this like thing in the movie where i'm like surely this is when it like <laughs> when the two worlds collide mm-hmm. and then it doesn't hmm. it was really strange to me hmm. anyways you should i think you should watch it okay give it a watch yeah it seems interesting maybe i'm crazy it's only an hour and a half yeah exactly feel like i could do that What else do you watch, Mike? Uh, second superhero movie in Philadelphia that I watched was Invincible. Glass. <laughs> invincible. Superhero movie about Vince Papali, Mark Wahlberg. He was really invincible. Yeah, that's crazy. Was it wasn't just a title? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, he was going to make a football team. He's invincible. That um, would be... <laughs> wouldn't that be weird? Like a movie about like a, a powered person trying to go off for a sports team and they just dominate. dominate. And I'm like, this is a weird movie. And they're like, how does this guy even try cheating. out? Yeah. Like, this is fair. I think the world needs more of those movies, though. Yeah, just in weird, different situations other than just saving people all the time. Yeah. Like, you have to assume that a person who finds out they have superpowers is not going to be a morally... Like, well, some people that's are going to exploit it for money. Like, there's not enough people... Like, they, I know they've got heroes for hire in the comic, but there's more people going to exploit that for money. Yeah. I feel like than, than, than doing comics. In Heroes for Hire... Is there ever a story of them not saving someone because they didn't get paid, though? I don't know. That'd be a good. That'd be a good question. And that's the whole issue I want to read. That, that'd be cool to see. They're like, we didn't get paid. Sorry, man. Like, sorry. Let people die. That's yeah. That's what we'll do. That's like Spider-Man issue one, though. I just <laughs> yeah. want to see that happen. Yeah, like he's still his wrestling on. career actually takes off. <laughs> he's just like that'd be a great what if. Um, yeah, what if he just kept? Being what if Spider-Man got paid the stayed. full amount? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or what oh, if? What if like? What if he just stayed a wrestler? Like, I guess Uncle Ben would never have to die. But if he like stayed just wrestling all the time, he's like I became a professional wrestler. Yeah, for like his career, he probably dies at sixty because of drug abuse. <laughs> yeah, he goes through all these problems. Very I'm like, real. Why did I want to see this? What if? What if? Yeah, <laughs> it's not entertaining at all. Um, but yeah, I saw Glass. I swear you saw this movie already. I didn't. I was like so surprised when I saw it pop up on the notes. I was like, yeah, oh, I didn't. I didn't actually see it already. Weird. Um, but yeah, sequel to Unbreakable and Split. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, uh, James McAvoy kills it again. He's he's just great playing like twenty characters or whatever he's doing. Uh, it was fun checking in back with the with the characters. But I do feel like this movie, like this movie, suffers from the fact that you know, kind of the movie, like you know, like it's a, 
Like Unbreakable works because you don't know it's a superhero movie yeah. to the very end. Split works because you don't know it's a sequel to Unbreakable. It's unbreakable. So I feel like this movie, you know both those things. And so it it's, hurts. And yeah, it hurts it because you're like, I know what this movie is. How are you going to surprise me? And you don't really surprise me that much. You're just like, okay, I get it. I like seeing these characters. I like this world. It's kind of cool. But mostly it's like, Everything they built, they've already built it up. And you're kind of just like, okay, now I'm just hanging out with these characters, which is kind of cool to see. But it's also at the same time, it's like, yeah, but what are you bringing new to this? And not too much is that new to it. And there are also a lot of like plot points where I'm like, why is this happening? Like, what, how does this do anything to somebody? Like, I think it's in the trailer, but like, it's like, they they do they do the lights on like McAvoy and mm-hmm. change his personality. Like, how does that work? Why is that working? They don't really explain a lot of things. They're just like, this happens because we're telling you it happens. And we're like, why? They're like, yeah, but he has that one weird disease, like the uh, dissidence. Yeah, the associative it's, dissidence it's disorder. It's crazy. I was, uh, and then, and then, but then they make a point like, it won't work out here for some reason. And they're like, but why? Like, they don't explain it. They just say lines like that hmm. where they're like. Yeah, this isn't like because I'm saying it now. That's why something's not going to work. Because you're like, you're like, oh, why don't they do this to stop them? And it's like they make they just say a line as a reason why. And you're like, that's stupid. <laughs> I saw this thing on Reddit of someone um, mm-hmm. who had that dissidence, like social dissidence or identity, something identity dissociative uh, identity disorder. Yeah, and um, the four they had four personalities yeah and all four of them had different handwriting that's crazy and then i saw another one and mm-hmm. it was someone some person's like this is a weird instagram account like look at the comments mm-hmm. and it was a person who would comment on their own pictures with the different identities it was really oh, wow. creepy like it yeah. was really weird to read that is weird but yeah this movie i kind of would have wanted them to like introduce like a fourth character yeah, like some something new to it, where it's like, it's kind of like these characters. At the end, does Haley Joel Osment come out? <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be awesome. Like, you guys are all dead. That's all that. <laughs> that'd be crazy. Um, but like, because you've already Keen Phoenix is watching the security footage because he's like, that's all he is. Just connect like, all the universes. He's a guard at the jail, and he's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's freaking out at the TV. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, there's this kid comes in, and he just starts talking to this empty rooms. But what if, what if like, uh, Bruce Willis was an alien because, like, signs their weakness is water? So his weakness is water? Is that a coincidence? Oh, and does that happen in Glass? In Unbreakable. His weakness is water? His weakness is water, yeah. Oh, because, like... Remember, he's, like, drowned when he was, like, a kid. He was, like, drowning. So he's, like, in that poncho. Like, he wears that poncho because he's, like, protecting himself from the water. But, like... I feel like he should be an alien. That should be another twist. I mean, it's too ridiculous. I wouldn't actually do it. But I think it's funny that his weakness he is water. He might as well do it. The What's alien's it? weakness is water. What are you going to lose? <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, I kind of would have wanted... Because like, they're all like characters where like they have some mental defect that is like a superpower. So I would have like almost like another character. Like, give me something new. Where it's like, oh, give me another thing I didn't think of disease-wise. I guess... <laughs> I don't know if it's like condescending to having those diseases though that you're kind of it's kind of like you're balancing that line of like wait a second that's kind of you shouldn't be doing that 
So it, it does kind of stray that line where it's like, uh, that's, I mean, that's probably not the best idea to do. But, uh, yeah, there are just some parts of this movie where, like, oh, that's almost too fantastical. It's like, uh, either explain that a little bit more or don't, like, it just seems like they, oh, we got to put some twisty thing in, like, put this in here because. Is there the Shyamalan twist? Does he go for that? Yeah, but it's like. Was it predictable? Because, like, I found the one. In- I mean, not really, but it's at the same time, it's like, yeah, but, like, you weren't even either hinting at it or you weren't even, like, you don't know enough about it by the end that it's like. So, wait, yeah, there wasn't hinting at it, or? Not really. No. Like, I guess you could assume, because you're like, oh, this could happen. Like, you could assume something about something, but then you're like, yeah, but give me more, or like, like I still don't even, like, I, I think it's too, it's too far-fetched to, like, believe in it anyway. And, yeah, and they, there's just some lines that s- stick out, and they say, they say a line of dialogue to get past, like, the plot hole, you, you'd say, oh. What about this? And they say a line of dialogue, and I'm like, that's a stupid explanation. I don't. The like chef it. is sick today. That's why they didn't get food. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, yeah. But it, it, I did, I, I did like seeing the characters. Again. I like like seeing Samuel Jackson back and and uh, Bruce Willis back, and seeing McAvoy do his thing. Now, why is Bruce Willis in this asylum? It's like a mental asylum or something, right? Yeah. Well, do you want to know the like? It's not that spoilery, really. Well, yeah. It's basically like. Okay, so they start the movie. Bruce Willis is free. He's still like doing his vigilante stuff, and then he's um, the Beast is still free, mm-hmm. or like the James McAvoy's character yeah. is still free, running around. He's captured people. Bruce Willis is like investigating him. He runs into him. He, he gets him, and then while he's trying to get him, they're both captured by like the police and the mental institution. So then they bring them both to the mental institute. But that, that's also like another plot. It's like, why do they bring them straight there? Like, why aren't they going to the cops? Yeah. And then they're evaluating anything. But no, they're brought straight to this place. And like, it's it kind of, I guess it could be explained by the end of the movie. But it's also like. Yeah, it was but, all but, in a mental but, but really, kids of mine. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it's not. No, no, you no, just no see M.S. Shyamalan at a computer typing and he's like, oh, I don't understand. Like, yeah. His wife comes in and is like, go to sleep. And he's like, I haven't slept in eight days. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this movie's all in his mind. <laughs> yeah. Very self-aware. Mm-hmm. They don't end it like that. No. It's not the twist ending. That's not the twist ending. It's not like that. It's like something else. But Is M. Night Shyamalan in this movie? Yeah. Is it weird that he does that still? Yeah. Because you're like, you're not Alfred Hitchcock, bro. Yeah. And like. But I, I didn't remember his cameo in Unbreakable because I think he was referencing it. Cause he's a. Because his cameo in this is, okay, so him. Well, Isn't he like a security guard who like finds a. He owns a security shop. And so, so in, um, he mentioned I was running in with a rough crowd in my youth. I don't know if he was referencing his old character from Unbreakable. Like, I don't know if he's the same character. In, I don't he think is. he is. But he, he was in Split and I think he was a different character. So I don't think it's like a continuity thing. I think he's a different. I thought I remember reading that it's the same character because he. I think he may be the same character in Unbreakable, but a different character in Split unless he was that same character. But I don't think he was, but he could have been. But it was hard to tell, because I don't quite remember all his cameos ever. Okay, I, let's see. Yeah, see what character he played.
But yeah, I used to not know like who he was and like that he did cameos. But now I know every time. So I'm like, this is weird. He's giving himself so much dialogue too. I'm like, well, yeah, he's giving himself more and like, more dialogue. Stop every it! Episode, every movie. <laughs> stop it! <laughs> okay, so um, I mean, his movie he can do whatever he wants, but still. In Split, Shyamalan played the same security guard who watched over a building in which Dr. Karen Fletcher lived. And then Kevin Crumb would regularly visit the apartment. So in this movie, in class, he mm. wants to beef up. He's a security guard who wants to beef up the security of the apartment building where he works. So he's the same guy? So he's the same guy. In Unbreakable. Yeah. Um, Bruce Willis touches a security guard to see or he's one of the football fans Bruce Willis touches him and catches a glimpse of a man retrieving drugs from a trash can within the stadium yeah because he, he, he mentions that he's like oh I, you were the security guard at that old football stadium and, yeah and I used to run with a bad crowd in my youth or something yeah he used to be he makes, a drug he does, addict yeah he's like and now he's a security guard at an apartment building yeah and now he's spin off the that guy's movie <laughs> next well he actually said no he's not gonna make any more sequels to glass, so but glass could like it does leave off where you could do a sequel, which is weird, but they do do that. Would you say it's a big middle finger to his superhero fans? Um, no, I don't know, not really. I mean, it's at the same time kind of making fun of it as like doing it because like Mr. Glass is a big superhero fan, so he's like, oh, this is just like a comic book. So, like, everything's playing out. But I don't think it's really that making fun of it that much. But, like, it leans into it so much that you know what's happening. Like, there's no surprise to it anymore. Because <laughs> you already know what's going on. That's the problem, I think. Yeah, I think that's, like, the... Like, the problem is it expects you to know Unbreakable and Split very well. Like, if you don't know Unbreakable and Split, you can't watch this movie. What was the other movie you said that about recently? Um, oh, uh, How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, you're like it requires you to have watched the other two movies. It like, does nearly it does. right before. Yeah, because you have to remember what happened. Like, because it doesn't hold your, which is fine. Because I get that. That's the same with like a lot of movies nowadays. You have to know those movies. Mm -hmm. But it's also like Glass would work better if you didn't know those movies story wise, because you wouldn't really know where it's going. But then, but since you. But if you don't know those movies, then you like there's some parts of the story you won't get. So you need both at the same time, which can't is impossible to have. Because like I think that movie, if you didn't know anything and they were just going for the story they were going for, I'm like, oh, that's I kind of like that. Because then some ask, like, it's hard to explain it without spoiling, but it's like you don't know if it's for real. But like I never saw myself teetering because I was like, no, this is obvious because I saw the other movies. So I'm like. I know what's happening. You can't explain. And they try, try to do lines of dialogue to explain away. Then it comes full circle. I don't know. It's hard to explain unless you can only talk about it if you saw it. But I don't, okay. I, I just don't want to spoil it. But yeah. what do you give it? I give it a five out of eight. Let's talk about TV shows. Mm -hmm. We both watched The Twilight Zone. Yes. You watched both episodes? First two episodes. Yep. Comedian. Long episode. Yeah. Almost an hour long episode. I thought they were all going to be an hour long episode. Yeah. Second episode. Not so much. Not as long. Nope. Um, how did you like him? I dug it a lot. I thought it was a lot like the original Twilight Zone. Yeah. thought it felt very, very Twilight Zone to me, which is cool, because I think I have seen some episodes of, like, the newer Twilight Zone, 
like the one that wasn't Rod Sterling, but like what it was they, um what's early two thousands, I think they did yeah. one. But like those always felt kind of off to me. Like I don't really remember. I, it's been a while since I saw those ones. Those kind of felt it's off. With, but this Forrest Whitaker, I think. yeah, this felt pretty Twilight Zoney to me. The only thing I didn't like is I feel like Jordan Peele's doing a Rod Sterling voice. That is true. He is doing some kind of voice. And then it seems like the there's, cadence. He's yeah. To... There's too many Easter eggs. Yeah. To other Twilight Zone episodes like classic episodes yeah like sprinkled through where it's almost distracting yeah yeah i get that because like in the first episode there's i forgot what the episode was it was the episode with um like the ugly nurses where they have the weird face the nose mm-hmm. one of the pictures on the wall when they show it is one of those weird faces mm-hmm. and then in the second episode at the end there's like the monster which is in the classic episode is a stuffed animal mm. and i'm like it's kind of unnecessary wasn't there a picture of like kumail in the yeah at yeah the end. i saw i saw that too yeah i was like no no no, was... no no i mean in the second episode oh i didn't see that maybe i i may have seen it wrong i think it was like on the wall or something i could i could have been huh. missing it i need to rewatch it and like pause it uh i thought it might have been but i didn't know if they were referencing themselves so i was a little confused but maybe yeah. i miss saw it i don't know but i dug it yeah I like it because it's just, it's, they're kind of just like thought provoking. Yeah. Like it's not really. It's not like Black Mirror. It's not like Black Mirror at all. It's like not definitive. Like it's kind of just like we were watching an occurrence of something and then you just think about it rather than like a. Like a but it does require your hand to be held. Yeah. Like I don't know what the moral of the story is unless Jordan Peele's telling me. Oh, yeah. yeah true. And I'm like, true, oh. true, true. Because the whole, just the story itself isn't really like. Yeah, but what's going like, What, what? What's the moral of the story? Yeah, you that. That's why it's different from like Black Mirror, which kind of gives you. There's no narrator. You, you, yeah, there's no narrator, and you can kind of see what what's happening. Whereas Twilight Zone's more like, it'll give you a little overview of what what's this person doing? Why is why is what they're doing bad? And why is like what they're trying to do? What's the nature of how people think or whatever? So. I'm very entertaining. I just like watching the different actors they had. Like that's the cool thing. Every I was really every surprised by get... Tracy Morgan. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah, that's what I think cool. Like every week you get some actor. Like I like this actor. I can yeah. watch them for like an like an hour for you half got an Russ hour. Hanneman, one of the guy who played off Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The from Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. So yeah, pretty awesome. Pretty fun. Uh, and I've been watching Barry. Show with Bill Hader on you HBO. Just, did you just start it? I just started it, yeah. Like a couple episodes in. He's a hitman. Yeah, he's a hitman. And he, well, he's a hitman who takes his job and then he wants to, he wants to stop being a hitman and he wants to become an actor in LA. <laughs> but he's still like connected. He's still being a hitman. Like his job on the side is being a hitman, but he wants to get out of it, but he's like still stuck in that life so he's balancing between being a hitman and be trying to become an actor makes sense interesting show we've all been there we've all been there like every actor needs a second job before they become an actor so yeah. he just happens to be a hitman uh but yeah pretty well made show i dig it and uh what we do in the shadows mm-hmm. you watched the first two first episodes? two episodes yeah i watched the second episode mm-hmm I mean, just like the show. Yeah, I mean, just like the it's movie. cool. It's just yeah, it's like extended movie, and you just I assume week to week you'll just see them in different situations. I found out there's another spinoff show, but it's not in America. Yeah, that's the paranormal one. Wellington Paranormal. Yeah. Did we talk about this last? Yeah, week? we we talked about it. Yeah, I'm gonna watch that show. Yeah, that seems interesting. 
But that one's connected to the movie. Yeah. Well, the movie's in... Where's the movie set? In Wellington. In Wellington, right? Yeah. Yeah, because this one's in uh, Staten, Staten Island. Island. So. I'm curious to see so where this it could goes. be in the same universe. Yeah. So it's just a different part of the world. But yeah, I wonder if there's like... Because like already the first two episodes, they are connect like characters. Heavily connected. Heavily connected. So I want, I guess there is a narrative. Like what is the narrative though overall? Because mostly it's just like, I assume just one-off situations where stuff's happening. But there are overall story points. So it's, it's kind of interesting what they're trying to do exactly. <laughs> I was talking to um, one of our friends who works at FX. Because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, did you work on the show? Yeah. And she's like, a little bit. And I was like, how's it doing? She's like, um, so you're the worst series finale aired right before what we do in the shadows. Mm-hmm. Number two, episode yeah. number two. And what we do in the shadows, episode number two had better ratings than you're the worst oh, wow. series finale. Oh, wow. Must be doing well like, then. Really crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Cause I mean, there's like no way now to know. Yeah. This show kind of snuck up on me too. I remember it was being made, but then I, then it just, I came, think they showed the pilot somewhere mm-hmm. recently. Oh, okay. Like at a con or something. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So that's it's fun. It's a cool show. Uh, and then Cloak and Dagger came back for season two. Oh, the join the show. I'm liking it. Music's really cool. Digging the music. They're uh, they're better at using their powers, so that's cool to see. Digging the show so far. Nice. So I'm glad it's back. And then comes convenience. This was the season finale. Was it? I think it was. <laughs> I think so. Could be wrong. Makes sense, Because I think uh, it just showed up, like, uh, Netflix. Oh, like... I think oh, it's on yeah. Netflix now. Yep. Right. That's crazy. That's already been renewed for a fourth season, so... Yeah. Yeah, because this one was more, like... Did second season end on a note where... Like, because one, one of the seasons ended where it was like, oh, this feels like a season finale. I think well, it was the first the season. the third one also... Uh, Jung gets his GED. Yeah. So I guess this last one didn't really end on a, uh, season finale type note. Yeah, that's why It kind of just ended. <laughs> and then on the end of the first season, Janet signs the lease to move out. Okay. So there were ending spots for, but this one kind of feel like, what was the biggest thing that happened, I guess? Oh, and in that last episode of first season, Jung realizes he has fa- feelings for Shannon. Hmm. The second one. They're just going to string that out for like 10 seasons or whatever they do. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Which was weird because um, I like, sometimes I really like the cold opens that they do. Yeah. And in this episode, it was one of them where like the guy, the family friend comes in and he's like, I ate a pot gummy. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, uh, up uh, messes with him. Yeah. And I was like, it's one of those ones where I was like, I wish that continued throughout Yeah, that would be the more episode, of the episode, yeah. Where it's always, it's gotten to the point where, like, we always know that that cold open has nothing to do with the rest of the... Yeah, that happens every time now. Yeah, and I wish it was kind of more interrelated. Yeah. But, hey, I'm not in charge of a very I, successful Yeah, show. I mean, they they keep getting renewed, so... The crazy thing is, okay, so it says 39% of viewers are between the ages of 25 and 54. What is the other, like, nearly 60% of viewers? What age are they? 
Because uh, 25. Zero to 24 and uh, plus. 54 uh, obviously plus. The other, 55 plus. Uh, other, obviously the other ages. That's crazy. <laughs> but it's doing less than a million an episode. Midway through the first season. So that's like Canadian. I don't know how they work out there. Yeah, I don't know how much that counts. What does that mean? How many people are up there? <laughs> Sounds like a high percentage of the population to me. That's true. I don't know how big Canada is. But... What's the population of Canada? Do you, can you go over I have Canada? no idea, but I'm going to go with like... I really have no idea. 40 million people? I have no idea. 37? Pretty oh, close. I was close. Wow. That seems so... I've... I thought I was. That gonna... seems so empty. Oh yeah, for how big they are. Considering it's like, but they're all like in the south. Yeah, because no one's going up to that tundra. But like that's that's less more than the than population 10%. of the California. <laughs> I know that's so. <laughs> so like one million out of thirty, one out of thirty-seven people. That's huge. Seems like a lot to me. <laughs> yeah, that's great numbers. Does does northern U.S. get any Canada shows? I think if you're like in Detroit, sometimes you can pick up channels. Pick up cable or whatever yeah it's crazy hmm. that is really crazy huh. half a percent of the world's population live in canada <laughs> there's a lot of people in the world man it's crazy yeah crazy to think about but we have like what almost nine times as many people as canada yeah that's nuts U.S. is really big, though. I mean, I know Canada's big, but, like, they're... We have 327 we got, We're really spread million. out. So. Shout out to them for being able to produce a successful product that is liked in America. Yeah. I don't know of many Canadian shows, that's for sure. I do. <laughs> you you know all the, the ins I watch a lot of Canadian shows, that's uh, why. Yeah. Because I'm like, they're better. I just watch this show, and I'm like... Oh, they got funny money sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes they say sorry. He says like <laughs> loonies and toonies. I'm like, they mentioned it. Ha! They're in Canada. This is funny. Was it this? That, oh, yeah. They mentioned that's it. like, I know these aren't jokes, but to me, it's funny. Yeah. Uh, well, especially because this episode, they had like a coffee that wasn't, it was Tim Hortons, but it didn't say Tim Hortons. It said like ben roberts coffee or something like that mm -hmm. and i was like oh it's tim horton's coffee but it's like, not they seem to win everything every cup of coffee they get yeah that's weird what's happening here canada's full is this of something is this something that always happens or yeah it must be in canada it's like I'm, i'd buy coffee all day if it, like you get if i want a prize you get more value from the prize than you do how much the coffee costs and the crazy thing is the guy who plays jung was on fresh off the boat apparently this season. oh yeah yeah so nice. he's and he was on that youtube show um, I forgot what it's called, but yeah. So it's who knows. Yeah, sweet. Maybe Uppa will be in the next MCU movie. <laughs> Could Maybe be Black Widow with with his accent or with like without his, the accent with his regular voice with his regular voice. Okay, it'll be mind Do blowing it. to people. <laughs> You're like, what's happening here? Yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about post credit scene. All right, post credit scene. I want to see that in a movie from the past. Is I want to see it. Where, I mean, it's it's kind of dumb, but like I I like I'd like to see Return of the Jedi post credit scene. Boba Fett getting out of that Sarlacc pit. Now I know it's like the end of a trilogy, and at 
if it came out at that time, it'd be dumb because they wouldn't yeah, be making like, another movie. But I'd still want to see Boba Fett lives. I see Boba Fett teasing his uh his escape. See, I was thinking the same movie. Oh yeah, but I was thinking what do you what would you want to see? Somehow connect it to the prequels. Okay, so it's. Like, what if it was the ghost of Darth Vader saying, like, oh, I have a story for you, Luke. Ah, I do kind of like that, because that's actually fitting it into the, the trilogy. Yeah. All right. But then that would require the the idea is that Darth Vader is telling the story to Luke Skywalker. Yes. Which wouldn't play well, I don't think, for a trilogy. But I would like that if... Well, it would kind of be cool if the prequels were, tint like... They were like they they weren't exactly accurate if they're from Vader's perspective. Well, that's and a, it was like you watch from his, you're in his perspective the whole yeah. time, and you're like the Jedi are evil. Like you, from his perspective, you're like seeing it that way. Yeah, I think it'd be cool to see the prequels that way. You're like, it does really look like Obi Wan's turning on it. Like it does look like that. I think that'd be like a a good idea. Oh, that's like the whole machete order. Yeah. Where you just cut back to that. It's like, was it one? But, but I mean, like, the films are colored in, like, oh, the Jedi, the good, like, and he turns yeah. evil. But what if you were, like, Vader was like, no, he didn't turn evil. Like, he. He's like, the institution that I trusted yeah, he, he, was flawed. Yeah. And then obviously, he's an anti hero, basically. Yeah. You make the movie where he's an anti hero, where he, he is killing, I mean, he's doing terrible things. Yeah. Grant you. But you're, you kind of get it more than just, like. It's hard, though. It, it is really it's hard. It's hard to hold it, that perspective into the third movie when three. he's killing the younglings. Yeah, you can't do it when you get that far. But, yeah, I just never feel like you're on Anakin's side. Because he seems like a prick. Because he seems like, yeah, a prick and a dick, and you're like, what is this guy doing? Like, even when he's killing the sand people, are like, come on, dude. Like, I get it's your like, mom died, but it's like, dude, what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. Like, you should be in his side at one point, and you really don't seem ever to be. I mean, I guess you kind of before that, like, I don't know, the best when he's doing that chase, I guess, is kind of, you're on his side, but then you're, you're coming not. on the second movie? Yeah. He's chasing after. Yeah, and the fact that he fell in love, and you're like, what is, what is it to this relationship that you love so much? Because. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't there's look no, like it. There, yeah, there's nothing. It's just, it's just weird. It's weird movies, those prequels. Yeah. <laughs> the end of it, but. Yeah. I, I like it. But those won't happen. But if George Lucas can, like. We, if George Lucas still owns Star Wars and we were pitching these, he he might put those into the yeah. movie retroactively. But now that Disney does, it won't happen. But definitely not. Um, next week a collab with Dungeons and Dragons. What what brand would you like to see collabed with Dungeons and Dragons? And this is because like Magic the Gathering is entering the Dragons or Dungeons and Dragons universe. Um, Penny Arcade, the webcomic, is entering the Dungeons and Dragons universe. Uh, Rick and Morty. So now there's like more and more stuff. I feel like it wouldn't mm-hmm. be hard to believe that like anything is possible now. So yeah, on Netflix, New Girl season seven and You versus Wild. This is the interactive, uh, yeah, show it's like Bandersnatch with survival. Yes, so that's coming. In. That's on Netflix right now. Yeah, come back tomorrow for America's Sweetheart. This week in movies in the now and trailer talk. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Destiny Pizzas. Until next week, grab a slice and enjoy. Goodbye.